0: This is an ABC podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, day traders going short, hairdressers to the world of football, and garbos on the recycle run. Australian football codes have guided this great nation through its darkest hour. But now, with soul in the shorts...
1: another lucky trout, HG! Yes, uh, TF March, Orca Submariner, and our Moonshot Rocketeer, Cedric S. Um, AO, Torching the Blindside Blue Paper once again. Yes, Australia, that's the sound of the Sumpster, camped in the Bludging on the Blindside soundproof booth here at ABC Grandstand HQ. Australia, welcome to Bludging on the Blindside. HG Nelson opening the dig for another set of seven. Why do we? Oh, Lord, I'm exhausted, I tell you. I mean, not often I say that. In fact, that's the first time in 40 years of working on the radio that I've said I've ever been exhausted by a week's activities, but this week I have. Uh, An incredible week, a week when too much sport is barely enough. Now, a quick reminder, we pull up stumps with the Cox next week. Uh, Blood just stay with us over the fortnight as we help to stop the madness. Now, it's Caulfield Cup Day, 8-10 race card, race days that have, Uh, uh, The sort of race day that puts the romance of racing front and centre once again. again. But to trigger warning, my runabout trackside continues. It's been a blizzard of fourths and near misses. So any selection I offer uh, needs to be taken with a large lump of salt. Now, but last Saturday, were you there? Last Saturday, when Spud and Spade from the Joe Pride Yard saluted in the Big Easy. I mean, tears of joy splashed the boots as a nation, teetered on the very brink of joyful chaos, and we hummed that old familiar tune of winners everywhere. Hands, touching hands, reaching out, touching me, touching you. Blindsiders, bring it home with me. Good times never felt so good. Honestly, I was rubble. Has there ever been a better day for the great Australian pastime of getting pissed on the pun? That was the message Bruce was trying to get across in his six hours of magic from Randwick last Saturday, included the odd nod to Caulfield, I think. Bruce believed it was a day when history was made and blindsided as we were there. Our fashions and food are just incredible and what about the free bet that turned a lucky New Zealand punter into a multimillionaire? It was a punt on the order that 12 horses would finish in the Everest... Now, people say it's impossible to do that, but it's not. It's not. It depends on how many entries you put in, I think. Uh, It was a bit of fun. It cost nothing. But one lucky Auckland punter who knew the horse, jagged it and walked away with $10 This is the sort of outstanding promotion, and I've got to say this, in all honesty, of having supported racing all this time, I've never seen a better example of a free bet. But this is the sort of promotion NRL Unleashed in Vegas needs. A free bet. This is just... I'm beginning a conversation. I've got to be honest here. I'm beginning a conversation with the nation here, and Rugby League in particular. So a free bet that, wait for it, picks the scores and the try score is in order, the number of penalties, the send-off sin bins in both games in Vegas. Now, there's a challenge. It's a free bet, but wait for it, you get $50 million. It's a delicious, eye-catching same-day multi that will get people focused on the unleashed experience. Let's face it, Rugby League is loaded. If they, weren't, if they weren't loaded, they wouldn't be attempting this wheeze in Las Vegas. And the $50 million payout, well, should a league love a jagger, will be chicken feed. I've got to be honest here. Will we chicken feed in the avalanche of money the code that is, rugby league, will get in the next few years from American punters. Because they're the people who are going to be the big winners out of this. Imagine being in America at the moment, say, even Vegas, be to, to, to Park, anywhere in those areas. You realise nothing's going on. And then all of a sudden, you hear doop, 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 jungle drums. It's unleashed coming. Now, boxing, and Tim Zoo did the right thing on the Gold Coast last Sunday by taking apart Brian Mendoza. Timmy T has set himself the task of putting together a Say Good bout on March the 2nd in Vegas. Question mark against who? Well, Jamel Charlo v. Uh, Zoo is the stink everyone wants to see. All it needs is rugby league to put up a person, get it on. You know, these things are decided in the rooms. Let's face it there's a bit of throwing lever and all that sort of stuff goes with it and people ding the rounds and people, et cetera, run around with a card and a number on it and all that. I mean, it's magic. It's great. But the real problem is how much are we going to get out of it? How much is each, uh, you know, each sporting identity going to get out of it? Uh, Look, I think that's the only thing that remains to be solved and all it needs is rugby league to put up a person, as I said earlier, get it on. I can see it bob up at Alley Giant between the two prongs of the doubleheader. I mean, it's going to be a long day. But it's going to be a long day anyway, so you might as well have something to look at while it's long. Uh, I know I speak on behalf of all blindsiders when I say I hope uh, the TT, that is Timmy Zoo, can uh, squeeze onto the undercard a couple of bouts featuring rugby league stars from the donkey circuit, uh, boxers who do so much to fly the flag for the fight game and get very little recognition overseas, even though the flag's flying brightly down under. The Hannett paulo rematch is the one everyone wants to see. Uh, This was the one that should have been stopped in the opening punch, but for some reason everybody thought, well, this is so much fun, we might as well continue it for another half hour. And why not some celebrity referees in charge of a bout? I mean, sure, it's a DC bout. It can't be a heavyweight belt. I understand you need people with professional eye, but I'd love to see what Russell Crowe or John Singo Singleton could do, officiating in the ring, keeping control of a 12-rounder between DC Rugby League heavyweights. I mean, it'd be spellbinding magic. It'd be unleashed uh now last week we floated the rugby league emissary uh concept it has developed into an excellent program even just given seven days of work many league emissaries will be walking the way that is the rugby league way from tucson to tucum carriage to actually be tone of Power, and as part of their nrl unleashed build-up they may have time to visit schools along the route this is grassroots promotion for unleashed is absolutely vital Blindsiders, if you're a ticketed rugby league emissary strolling the pathway of punt, why not plan a few stops at schools to introduce students of all ages to the magic of rugby league and the thrill of the same-day multi? Uh, maybe email school principals. For instance, I noticed the Tonapar High School is in Tonapar School Road and you could suggest to the uh, principal that uh, you may be available, say, on February the 10th. Uh, say at 11 o'clock in the morning, you'd be swinging by and available for a pop-in. I mean, the code needs to create a uniform for our emissaries, much in the manner that we created a uniform for our volunteers at Sydney Olympics all those years ago, maybe a special T-shirt featuring the slogan, the greatest game of all, unleashed, with room for 3 steedon student-shaped badges, the official NRL badge, the Rugby League way badge and the emissary badge in the form of a milk arrowroot biscuit. Now, and why not take a few packets of milk arrowroots along with you to dish out to the students while you're telling them all about the league and same-day multis. And remember, Waywalkers, to take your shorts and footy boots. More on this outstanding project in the next hour. AFL and... uh we're in trade and draft window. It's just, you know, as one shuts, another one opens, of the season. And all our thoughts are aimed at equalising the competition with a heavy emphasis on the plight of North Melbourne. Now, everyone wants to see the Kangaroos be competitive and win the flag in 2024. The Bludge believes that the solution to equalising the competition and the Kangaroo problem is to give North 10 goals start in every game. So as when teams run on, you look at the scoreboard, 10 goals, 60 points to nil. And then we see how we get on with air. The Bludge has spoken to Bucks, Dermy, Kingy, Gaz, Haim, Brownie, Howie, Bruce, Dennis and BT, and they all think it's great great idea, and it's a wonder we haven't thought of it before. The World Game and Australia played New Zealand Tech Stadium Brentford midweek. Up for grabs was this magnificent Trans-Tasman Trophy. It's a fantastic trophy. It's the Ashfield Razor Case that served with the distinction with our Anzac Forces on Gallipoli in the first big show. It was came home from the front and was mounted in a wooden casket made of New Zealand honeysuckle and Australian maple. You can see it now, can't you? The wood, the finishing, the, the great finish, the polish, etc. Australian maple and decorated with the kangaroo and silver fern. It's the Gib Campbell trophy. Uh, obviously, the uh, cigarette case or the cigar case contains the butts of cheroots smoked by the skippers after the 1923 clash. In other words, you can see it now Australia v New Zealand. Oh, what are we going to do? Well, we've got this thing here. Why don't we play for that? Okay, well, let's have a cigarette about that first and then kick off. Now, it was only recently unearthed The Gib Campbell was only recently unearthed, discovered in a Sydney garage under a pile of mouldy rugby league weeks and rat-eating best bets, scoring the big one this week in the what I've described as the Anzac Ashes. Uh, Our Roos 2, Fernie 1's nil. Still OS and Rugby Union semis at the World Cup. Let's recap the football. Well, I don't want to recap the football action this morning. Argentina v. back so look it up yourself. I can't be blowed anymore. In the other semi, England take on South Africa at 6am Eastern tomorrow. That's Eastern Summertime tomorrow. God, don't get up too late or too early. Finally, ODI cricket swerving around Australia beating Sri Lanka. The real highlight, well, the twin highlights, Afghanistan thrashed England in the upset of the century until the part-timers, the ring-ins, the time-wasters and the no-hopers from the Netherlands completely outplayed South Africa for the ice vovo cronuts. It's not a complete surprise. After all, the Dutch did invent the caper all those years ago. Uh, no wonder the Olympics are licking their lips, incidentally, to, uh, and desperate to jam cricket onto the uh, PAC program. I mean, I don't know where the Olympics are going to stop. Soon it's going to be an all-round, all-the-time contest. You know, by the time you put lacrosse on there and squash. I mean, I just don't think there's enough hours in the day. But to get the blindside barge away from the wharf for another week, it's time to ask the man who is the voice of hope to set up, step up for a spray. This week, The Voice, who incorporates the ethical obligation, is again focused on the cost of living crisis. And bludge operatives in the shelf staffing space, working undercover, have tracked down caramel wallabies on special, as in the more you buy, the more you save. Uh, three packs for $12. Three packs of 12 for $12, so that's 36 Wallabies for $12, great value. The unit cost there is $2.78 per 100 grams. No change in the price from this time last week. It's an old-fashioned inflation buster, and at those prices, they will move. And did I see, as I came to work today, Haas avocados for 99 cents outstanding. Standing value. Uh, the Roy of Hope belongs to the activated one, Rampaging Roy Slavin, who's the best in the business, always gets the job done no better. You know it all already. Roy, happy Rugby League. Can we get the bludging bunny in motion once again by asking what highlights caught your restless eye this week? Fully sick. Say it
2: Yes, in. thank you very, very much, uh, HG Nelson, and of course happy Rugby League, H. C. to you and, uh, and your family, of <laughs> course, and happy Rugby League to all hard-working, decent Aussies, who are calling for action. Action on pigs, feral cats, feral horses, rabbits, foxes, and fire ants. And snakes. Authority, well, snakes are ours. I'm happy with snakes. You know, a little bit of me lights up when I see a snake. I think, you beauty, one of ours. A brown? One of ours. A brown, a black, yellow-bellied, red-bellied, don't care. Taipan, love them. Love them. But authorities, you are on notice. You know who you are. So, be decent, <coughs> hard-working Aussies like the rest of us and do your bloody job. Start shooting. Start shooting, start poisoning, start burning. And you Action know,
1: is what we want. You know there's a hole in the fence too? Have you been following this yes. story? You know, up there somewhere? Makes my blood boil. Yeah, good. Fix I... the hole. Come
2: on, authorities. We're watching you. Because the Diamonds are leading the um, New Zealand Silver Ferns, I think two one, in this uh, eye-catching series. Uh, you've got to remember that these uh, these Diamonds they're playing for nothing. They're heroes, absolute heroes, playing for nothing. Uh, mercifully, Aussie skipper, Aussie cricket skipper, that is Alicia Healy, says that Netball Australia could easily afford to pay our heroes what they're asking for. It's not much. So it's a very uh, nominal amount they want they just want a share of the profit that's all not not all the profits just a share that's all that's all they're asking for it's a very modest claim so I'd ask netball Australia to do the right thing by these heroes who are playing for nothing who are often living on the lounge of in-laws and parents and friends who are living in cars living in the bush living off the bush they have no money all they have is a Design. A, d- a diamond uniform, and that gets them into the gig, and they're performing well above... I mean, they're just That's doing outstanding Australians. Outstanding. Uh, now, uh, Bernie Eccleston... I uh, haven't thought of Bernie in a fair amount of time, really. He used to be the F1 boss. He's uh, been found guilty of a $767 million fraud. I find this very hard to believe... Knowing Bernie as we do would have been much, much more than that. <laughs> <laughs> Just doesn't, that doesn't add up to me. Not at all. Why would you bother? Why would you bother? Yeah. That amount. Yeah. I mean, it's God true. almighty, Bernie knows money. And Uh, where to find it. Now, uh, Aussie uh, T20 heroes, as HG has already alluded to, uh, we get by Sri Lanka and, of course, we got by past Pakistan. And Mitchell Marsh has answered his critics, uh, one of which was in this very room last week. Uh, he's answered his uh, his critics with a very, very solid performance. I think 50-odd in the game against Sri Lanka. And, of course, 121 or so last night against Pakistan. Terrific opening dig with uh, with the master blaster that we're referring to now as Dave Warner, uh, who got 163, I think. Dropped on 10, you may recall. But uh, fantastic innings. Uh, and, of course, Big Show, very solid with both bat and ball. So the team's actually in not a bad position at the moment. One, two, lost two. But I think we're sitting in the top four, which is a good position to be at this stage of the World Cup. Uh, I just hope the, uh, uh, the uh, Marsh uh, form continues. Where we don't like uh, bagging uh, Mitchell Marsh. We don't. It's not our job. Uh, We offer as much support we can, but when Mitchell lets us down, we let him know, and he usually responds. And he's certainly responded with both the bat and the ball (laughs) in this instance. And who can forget Barley? I don't need to go there again. The whole Marsh family. Swamp. What a fella. Uh, The whole uh, Warner family. Uh, The whole uh, Marsh family, I should say. Wonderful people. Uh, Aussie Cam Smith wins... um, I think it was $15 million for coming second in some live show somewhere. Uh, apparently it was terrific. I, I didn't see it. I don't know where it was at. don't know what continent it was on, but apparently it was good. Um, now, Aussie Jason Day... Hi, yes. He chooses the Tiger Woods Hero World Challenge uh, over the Australian Open. Uh, which is a bit of a shame. I actually thought uh, Tiger Woods, according to Adam Scott, that Tiger Woods uh, was going to be a good shot in the arm for Australian golf. Doesn't appear to be. He's put on an alternative show right when we're doing our uh, Australian Open. I uh, don't know much about the, uh, the uh, Tiger Woods Hero World Challenge, but it does sound exciting. Is it the first time? Uh, it is the first time, yeah. It's it yeah, yeah. been held. Yeah. Oh, no, it, it, Any... it, it sounds terrific. I, I don't know what's involved living off the land, I think, and uh, just using the golf sticks as tools to try and snare some wildlife. Uh, to, to eat. To eat, yes. Gee, sounds, that does that, have... that sounds fascinating, doesn't it? <laughs> fascinating. Can't wait to see it. Uh, now, uh, she's referred to Tim Zoo, and, uh, of course, uh, the thing about Tim Zoo is that Americans, America's fallen in love with Tim Zoo, much in the manner they fell in love with his father uh, all those years ago. Uh, Tim, of course, is off to Vegas um, looking for Charlo, of course, who's uh, uh, done a bunk. He's just disappeared, Charlo. don't know what's happened to him. Uh, but uh, the, the last thing in the world Charlo wants to find himself is in the ring with uh, Tim Zoo. I can tell you that now. There are not many people on the planet who want to hop into a ring with Tim Zoo. the form he's in. Uh, there was talk of him becoming a... Uh, Rugby League emissary. I don't know what's happened on that front. I've heard nothing from uh, Rugby League. I've heard nothing from the zoo camp either. I did uh, put through a call on behalf of uh, Blindside listeners uh, and it hasn't been returned as yet. Uh, We'll keep you informed. Final show next week. Uh, hopefully, we'll have news of whether the emissary status, rugby league emissary status, has been bestowed upon Tim Zoo as it should be, uh, because he could talk up rugby league while he's talking up boxing uh, in Vegas. Um, now, um, the A League CEO, uh, Danny Townsend, has resigned. Um, I don't know why. He's been a slightly controversial figure, I'm led to believe, Danny Townsend. I don't know much about Danny Townsend at all. I mean, did we see the best of Danny Townsend? I don't think so. I don't think we did. Uh, he was, uh, I mean, the A-League's in terrific shape. It, it starts it was, this think, weekend, It starts this weekend with a terrific round. Yeah. I think the uh, Mariners might have had a big win last night. Again, they've uh, been yeah, terrific. they've been before. terrific. Yeah. And I don't, I don't know if Danny Townsend is, uh, has been responsible for this resurgence that's happened in the A-League. Uh, but everyone's talking A-League. I mean, I was on the bus this week and mm-hmm. uh, a couple of kids were talking A-League and I thought, well, that's got to be Danny Townsend. Mm. And uh, the bloke just turns around and resigns mysteriously. I don't know. I, I hope it's not a health issue. Danny, if it is, uh, we send you, all uh, look, all the best wishes. And uh, I hope whatever uh, road opens up for you now will be a good one and a fruitful one. And uh, if uh, any, you know, companies hey. looking for uh, people who want to sit on boards, you could uh, look at Danny Townsend. And be
1: profitable. And, and problem solved. Yeah. Now, any uh, whispers on who might take his place? No. No? No, I've heard nothing. Right.
2: Nothing at all. I did put through a call uh, on behalf
1: of... Uh, Gil McLaughlin, for instance? Yes. Oh, has Gil been Yeah, mentioned? I think he's right. certainly whispered. Oh,
2: well, I couldn't go wrong there. I mean, certainly a lot of life left in Gil. <laughs> and he bugged <clears throat> AFL. Yes. Now, uh, squash is to be included in the uh, Olympics in LA. God almighty, can you remember there was a time when Australia, we, we just dominated the world of uh, squash. Remember, Heather Mackay. Heather Mackay. God almighty, she won. 20 about, years 20 in 20 a row. 20 years in a row, she won. Yeah. Uh, Heather, if you're listening, we haven't forgotten you. We wish you all the best. And yeah. it might be too late for Heather to come out of retirement and maybe go for gold. Uh, oh, that's that, a wouldn't challenge. that be something? Yeah, yeah that would be have something. People sitting up. Yes, I mean there were there were uh, squash courts everywhere in Australia back in the day. Of course, a lot of them have disappeared. Uh, they've been knocked down, and apartments have been put up. Of course, inevitably. But uh, that's, true. that's let, true. Let's just hope the, the, the golden years, the great years of Australian squash are ahead of us and not behind, mm. as I suspect they might be. Mm. Uh, Australian squash. Schools? Do you think schools should. Well, be... I think schools have a role to play, obviously. And, and... Uh, school, school carnivals rarely feature squash. squash. But uh, a sports afternoon uh, used to be common for kids to go off and play squash, not anymore. No, and don't can, know what's happened there. Can, I don't know where the nearest squash courts are. I mean, just Google it. Google your suburb and see if there's a squash court near, a, won't near be. you. I think you'll find there won't be. Yeah,
1: can I ask you, some of those big schools, you know, who get a lot of money from the government, are yes. they putting in applications for squash courts? Oh, I've
2: heard none. No, I, I, I haven't heard any. I, I mean, you're, you're talking about your, your top end schools.
1: Yeah, top end. Top end, end, end. schools, big that fees
2: have, that have theatres and, and that sort of thing. That's right. And horse well, don't have theatres, <laughs> but would they have squash courts? No, I'd, I'd suggest not. <laughs> more 's the shame more 's the shame you 're more likely to get a good game of bloody pickleball and squash at a uh, private school these days that 's the state of the world uh, i 'm just wondering uh, just looking at the cricket the other night as I was just idly walking by when uh, someone got out. It might have been Smith I'm just wondering if smith 's just starting to get a little bit lbw prone. I know this wandering in front of the stumps, uh, he's been able to solve that with a very, very good eye. He mm-hmm. managed to bring the bat down just in time in many instances, but the uh, bat coming down seems a little bit late these days. Yeah, well... I don't know if it's too late to change his technique. Probably is. Uh, I did uh, send through a few suggestions to him. Haven't heard back yet. I'll let you know next week if he does get back. Wonderful week, of course, for the greatest game of all. Uh, the kangaroos take out Samoa, and the Storm's uh, Longo, uh, he was put in a terrific eye-catching performance for Samoa playing fullback. God almighty, this kid can play. He's got that uh, Bellamy touch about him too. Is he signed to the Storm? I think he's signed to the Storm for the next couple of years, which is a good sign for the Storm. Mm-hmm. I mean, we know the Storm needs forwards, but they've certainly got some backs there as a platform. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if there are any forwards, you know, looking for somewhere to play, Head south. Uh, now, Madge, that's uh, Madge Maguire, the... Um, mm, the likeable. Ostensibly the uh, the future coach of the Blues. Well, he's refusing to be drawn on any Blues coaching talk at the moment. Uh, there was a press conference this week. I pestered him. I said, what about Blues coaching, Madge? Refused to be drawn on no. it. Absolutely
1: refused. Pretended you weren't in the room. That's
2: right. He says he's just uh, looking at uh, the Kiwi, the... Rugby League team, Uh, that's his central focus at the moment. That and uh, a little bit of Warriors... uh, Sorry, a little bit of Warriors stuff and a little bit of Raiders stuff, Uh, but he won't be drawn on what's happening with the Blues. And uh, in great news, uh, common sense sense has taken place here. And Jared, that is uh, the hard man from the Roosters, Jared a hargreaves you know, grub supreme. Um, Jared... Is cleared for takeoff for Vegas. Oh, beauty. Make of that what you will.
0: The ethical obligation demands that our great sporting facilities are used more than once a week. Punters, note the diary dates. Monster Truck Month is coming to the Sydney Football Stadium this October. The monsters will be followed by a week of high-octane snake wrestling from the Patagonian Pampas and round the year out with something to wrap the ears around. A high-speed fortnight of quality Southern Cross drag racing. Brought to you by Bludging on the Blind Side.
1: You're listening to Bludging on the Blind Side. If you want to get involved with the show, the text number, 467 Zero four six seven nine two zero triple two, or the old style way, Roy H G at abc.net.au. Now. Just a quick update on um, sporting events concerning Rugby League this weekend. Today, New Zealand take on Samoa in Auckland. That'll four, be a good match. 4pm four 4 Eastern. Yep. Yeah. Is that live to air? Is she a Sneesby covering that or right? be on that. And yeah. it's both at what I call a double header, The women play yep. and then the men play. Very or the good. other way around. Good. Uh, the men play and then the women play. Now, then tomorrow, Fiji versus the Cook Islands. That'll be good i I love to see what the Cook Islands can yep. produce. That's yep. in Moresby at 4 o'clock as well. Fantastic. So if you're missing your rugby league, yep. it's rest there. up easy. It's yep. there. Yep. All you yep. have to do yes. is now find it. Now, is
2: this uh, game tomorrow? Is Sneesby covering that one Sneasby as well? Sneesby be in good. that, yes.
1: Good, good, Fiji good, and Cook good, Islands. Good. And isn't it great that what you were just saying to, uh, just earlier yep. about that fullback for... Oh, yes. Yeah, just incredible uh, that the Pacifica area is going to produce the future of rugby league.
2: Yes, that's right. This is uh, a Longo, Yeah. Fantastic player. And... uh, Fantastic player. Oh, just here on the text sheet, Craig in Adelaide, and good to have Craig on board. Craig says, Is it time for the Royal Mint to commission a coin set to honour the Marsh
1: family? (laughs) Well, that's not a bad idea, is it? That's an excellent idea. What, would you have a 50 cent? Well, I Uh, think you'd... uh, A 20 cents, 50 cent, and then... You'd
2: take an image of the family sitting around the table at Barley. Yeah. And on the backside would be uh, okay. M- Mitchell with the bat raise having scored
1: 100. Well, Something like excellent that. Excellent idea. With King Charles there, I, obviously. Yeah. Are, oh, hang on. Are you talking a 50 cent yeah. or are you talking a $2 coin? Well, let's... I don't, I don't do it on the $2 do dollar the coin. Let's do the $2 coin. Well, the difficulty it's is... Too it's too small, Yeah, too think? small. 50 cent 50 would be cent, all right. Yeah. Okay. Unless sure. you're going notes. Mm. And I do think that the... Oh, there's a call for a Marsh family note. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Someone once called rugby league that funny old game and someone once said God created rugby league for his private pleasure. Both are true. Rugby league is God's funny old game.
1: Of course, March the 2nd does loom, and this magnificent attempt by rugby league to snare the punting dollar in America is just going from strength to strength. Some images uh, came through this week of the Alley Giants Stadium, this 80,000 seat venue, uh, which uh, had bunting up and uh, flagging the idea that Unleashed is coming and yeah. the Australian Rugby League will be there on March the 2nd. Right. Now, several. So thi- that
2: promotion has started already, has not It has, with. but it'll need Good. a lot more than that. Good. Oh,
1: God, yes. You know, I mean. Shows, you know, these big television shows, you know, Johnny Oliver and Steve Colbert, that's where we've got to get Aussie talent on them. Yes. Now, also, can I just say, I just want to seed a few ideas here. Mm. A rugby league museum in America. Mm -hmm. Wherever you go in America, you can find a, a museum about this and that. You know, we were talking about $2 coins. You'd be able to probably find a museum of $2 coins in America. Yes. Uh, But we need to establish a rugby league. Because they love
2: a museum. They they do. They love going
1: somewhere and maybe able to park and wander in and, you know, get a burger or something like that from the the, uh, cafe and then wander around and have a look at things they've never even thought about. That's right. Hmm. Now, so we've got to remember that all of this is brand new. All this is ground zero. So whatever jumpers go across there on the players, photographs of the play, I mean, it writes itself. The curator doesn't have to do much at all. Uh, you know, the first bet, you know, the multi... Yes. The multi-bet on rugby league, the first yes. Yes. person coming through, the tickets, all that sort of stuff, the first, etc. Yes. Now... I think we have but to the t- museum
2: would have to have some historical
1: things. Oh, yes, as well. of course, of yeah, course, of good, course. You good, know, like uh, remember Long Beach.
2: Yes, that's, it's going that's back right. There. That's and right. One of
1: the, one of those state of origin jerseys from either team. Whoa, wouldn't that be great? And mm. you always mention the player who came out and played in Australia mm. uh, all those years ago, whose name escaped me for the mm. minute.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, it'll come to me. yes. Yeah.
1: Anyway, something from him. Yes. Now. <clears throat> We come to the areas where I think it's most important to get it right: the emissaries. Mm. Now, this is I see a very valuable contribution. Mm. Now, what the idea would be would they be the emissaries will promote, obviously, the rugby league and gambling. Yes. And in schools, <laughs> because we would have maybe a thousand people going to wanting to be emissaries by the end, yeah. and they could fan out across the country, especially within the footprint, within the Vegas footprint. Yes. And mention things like. Obviously, Matthew Lodge, because a lot of people would remember Matthew Lodge's Wood. great work in the, Wood, uh, the yeah. New York area. Yeah, in New York, certainly, yeah. And then the biscuit, the badges they've got, the whole paraphernalia of what it means to be an emissary, how proud they are, what they're representing. Yeah. That's just one area. The other thing is I think we need to take a song to Vegas. Now, in the past, we've relied on, uh, you know, obviously yeah, good yeah. times never enough to do that sort of thing. But we can't go back there with that. Mm-hmm. We have to do something else. And so I'm beginning another national conversation mm-hmm. about what song should go. Now, my suggestion is Happy Together by the Turtles.
2: Oh, yes. Now. Imagine
1: me and you. I do. Perfect. Yeah. Rugby League. Yeah, Imagine me and Rugby League. Yeah. I do. Yeah. So you just yeah. change you for Rugby League and you've sure. got it written. And it's just great, you know, to think about the the one you love and hold it tight. Obviously, yeah. Rugby League, you yep. know. Yep. Now. Not when it bad. comes to, and of course they've got that wonderful bit da 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 in the middle. Everybody can do that. That's that speaks true. all languages. Does. We don't need to educate them, but these yep. so- lyrics have to go up now mm-hmm. on their matches, on the scoreboards, indicating that this is what people have to learn to sing yes. when we get there yep. with the yep. rugby yep. league. So yep. that'd be great.
2: You wouldn't reconsider, say, simply the best It works so well. Well, the difficulty
1: here. is. Simply the because best. Because
2: Tina, they love Tina still in yeah. the United States and there's no reason why we couldn't take our Tina show over. For the duration. For the, well, well, like, well, it's, only,
1: it's only two or three performances. I'm not, not going yeah. to make them do as many as they like, but, mm. you know, connected with the Unleashed sure. experience. Sure, Yeah. Uh, look, I'm, I'm not at all disappointed by that. No. The th- one thing, though, is I feel as though this Well, is, is,
2: is there a reason why Tina Turner or the, the Tina...
1: Experience couldn't do... Experience couldn't do couldn't Happy Together. <laughs> I think you've hit the nail on the head. That what a great could work. Especially great if it's compromise.
2: followed with do, 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 do. <laughs> no. You know what I mean? I know. Just, be, I know just what to, mean. to suck them right in at yeah. the end.
1: <laughs> <laughs> to finish up with that. Well, what's interestingly, of course, is in the original Turtles lineup, Howard Kalen and Mark Vollman were really funny. Yes, they, they were. They would get that. Together quite yes. I know they're probably not with us even mm. playing in the band anymore. But yeah. you know, I think you're absolutely right. That would be fantastic. The Tina show doing yeah. happy together. I think Frank Zappa had a bit to do with that he band. Did. He
2: did. Yeah. It was a he sort did. of fun thing for him. He did. Yeah.
1: He just got him on board because they did. A hit single. Yep. Yep. Now, merchandise. Mm. No one's talking merchandise yet.
2: Not yet, no.
1: So I'm beginning another national conversation. We need t-shirts, yes. caps. Yep. Uh Obviously, the, the T-shirts for each team, you know, the Broncos, Roosters, et cetera, South Manly.
2: And club jerseys, of course. Club jerseys. Yep. Shorts, uh, shorts, boots, Shorts, perhaps. boots,
1: yeah, maybe. And uh, I'm wondering if uh,
2: the, the, if it's possible for Peter Wynn's score... To put out to, a to, souvenir. Yes. To, to set up shop either just outside
1: the ground or nearby... You you are you suggesting what I think you're suggesting that rugby league has a specific sort of merchandising mm. manner, yes, and that'll be lost in America if you've got to do mail order or something like that. Sure. Buying the shirt on the day, yes. flying the flag for whoever you're supporting, I think because so, a lot of
2: people are going to come out of those games um, excited yeah, by rugby league, and and if they walk past a shop, you know, or or a tent or something like that that'll that be- is selling yeah. rugby league merchandise. You know, the sort of stuff you see when you walk past Peter Wynn's score. Uh, I'm sure there are other shops and other stores that do it, but that's the only one that comes to mind.
1: That's all right. Yeah, no, no, I understand. But it's a good example. It's a good example that, that yeah, people could go home with a boot full of gear. Exactly. A boot full of gear. That's exactly right. And, of course, the rugby league itself gets a clip of all of this. Yes. You know, never mind the... I well, mean, I don't it, mind
2: if the rugby league doesn't. It's just no, an investment.
1: An investment. In... You're in culture,
2: in, in rugby, rugby league, oh,
0: culture, culture, no, culture no, which culture is what
2: is we're selling here. And I'm wondering too, HG, nobody's talked about the role of what I'd call rugby league influencers.
1: No, I, I think you're absolutely right that we've got to get some. Influences. We've got to
2: get some influencer action happening in the yeah. social media around Vegas and in America in general. Yeah. Um, now, how we go go about this? I
1: I, I think we've got to go to schools. <laughs> and uh, tap into the minds of the younger set there. Yeah. Can I suggest something? And I know we've sort of collided here because previously we've thought Donald Trump might be a good person to influence. Well, he would be, but he's, he's got he's court got, appearances. Yeah, he won't be there.
2: But I March the 4th, he's in court. Now, I don't know for how long.
1: <laughs> now, what's our date for... for Two. What's the date of our game? March 2. Oh, well, he could make it. Yeah, I know. But, you know, who knows if he's going to be able to escape the clutches of the long arm of the I Lord. Don't think
2: he's, uh, I don't think he's under arrest before the... He can, he
1: can, he'll He he be out promoting himself, won't I, he? I don't... <laughs> and what better way to do it than in front of a rugby <laughs> league crowd? If he wasn't available... Yes. Could I suggest Harry and Meghan... Oh, great idea. You know, so they're in America already. They They live on the West Coast, so they they could probably get a car and drive up to Alley Giant. Sure. Uh, People would love to see them. Of course they would. You know, they know the influence caper. Yes. They they know the influence the angle, the the chin, and all that sort of stuff, and Uh what you have to have in the background, and Uh be careful of all of that. Yeah. And I think that both Solo and themselves, and if we could get them doled up in some of the gear that we're talking about being available outside the venue. Yes then I think that we're getting somewhere because yeah. they look as though they need to find a new angle. I mean, that royal family rave, that was great. Uh, but, but now that's a bit past it and they've it got is. to find new things new and thing. rugby league could be it.
2: Well, I wonder if uh, Harry and Meghan could be approached to be uh, rugby league emissaries to begin with.
1: What a great idea. And maybe we have to have a category which is obviously a you golden and I, emissary. Golden emissary. Perfect golden emissary, mm, something like that. And I think that it'd be great if we could just somehow, mm. uh, maybe obviously, they're the sort of people who would be able to a- have access to, um, you know, talk shows yes. in a way that it is a bit hard for to imagine Junior Paolo having access to a talk well, show. Well, that's absolutely and, right, even though and, it's in rugby with, league.
2: with uh, Harry and Meghan. Uh, there's really not much else to talk about with him now that he's no, put his it's book it's out, right. whatever it was called, spare. spare. Terrific book, but that's happened. Yeah, you know, no, that's, that's what I mean. You, you've hit old
1: the no on the head. Yeah, old history. And now,
2: right. to talk about something else. Rugby league. Harry and Megan, here they are. What are
1: you? Rugby, what's this? Rugby league. Oh. Off you go. I oh, know. And right. you're an emissary now. Right. A golden emissary. emissary. What does that involve? What does that involve? Yeah. yeah. And what have you brought in to show us? Yes. You've brought us in the Is south. Is that a Guernsey? south yeah. what? South of where? Yeah, that's right. Clothes props? What? I <laughs> know. <laughs> 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 You know? Oh, no. it right. O. Why the O? But, look, they look a million dollars, and that's yeah. a key part of all of this, you that's know. Right. That's right. I, I, I think look, the, the,
2: know. the other aspect, actually, that, that hasn't really been explained or explored too much is your gambling opportunities there. Can you use your, gambling, your Australian company Aussie app if you're in Vegas? I'm not sure you can. Mm. And I'm wondering if there should be a presence for someone like Tabcorp uh, look, I think... Uh, In Vegas, I think while it, the games are on. So you can go, you know, there's a store ca- there. Beside the Peter Wynn lookalike, there's a Tabcorp.
1: Well, uh, look, I think uh, uh, a bricks and mortars is what you're talking about. No, it is. Mortars, I mean, uh, unfortunately, it, would, it is. Would be great because, yes. let's face it, not everybody wants to bet on their apps. I mean... Uh, sure. not, people like to see real money going across and they, they get a ticket and they've got something and they think, well, I put $10 on that, isn't that great? Yes. And I've got a lucky draw in the, you know, you know, prize for yes. coming and all that sort of stuff. Sure. So I think you're right. I think that the idea of gambling has to be seeded all the way through this. Yeah. And this is one disappointing bit yeah. is you're not seeing Rhys Walsh, yeah. you know, who will be going there with the Broncos. Yeah. You're not seeing him sort of saying, yeah, and, you know, it's a great opportunity to get involved with punting on yeah. Rugby League because, as Peter Volandis says all the time, it's a great game, but it's even greater when you've got a bet on.
2: Oh, well, that's, See, that's, that's a
1: simple message, yeah, but, yeah. you know, people don't understand the intricate intertwining yeah. of the punt with Rugby League because it establishes a much more finer, deeper-lasting experience relationship with, as you'd point out, the culture. That's right. That's right.
2: Because, I mean, ideally we want this
0: stadium filled with people who've put a bet on. (laughs) (laughs) Rugby League players. Now that coach is no longer calling, horse syndication is your gateway to a fortune of cup-winning success own part of a champion with the team from rooting king lodge speak with the syndication experts weed and fractious bruce Woodis, on the horse hotline at bludging on the blind side roy uh, you've got an
1: update on the missing American who played for Oh, yes, first
2: Manfred movie. Moore. Thanks yeah. to Glenn for letting us know. Manfred Moore, of course, Newtown Jet. Newtown Jets. Now, Well, that's a great story to it, tell.
1: It is. And maybe... Maybe Ma- Manfred's still alive. Maybe he could... Uh, or people who knew him or watched uh, yeah. him. And wouldn't yeah. it be great if Netflix could put up a biopic sort oh. of thing? They make those things in seemingly yeah. in about an hour and a half. That's true. Uh, Look, can I just say something that Harry and Meghan could bring on to, say, The John Oliver Show? Oh, yes. It's the new Seagulls jumper. (laughs) Yeah. How new is it? It's 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 brand new. Brand new. new. Manly Warringah this week, I mean, this is from Tuesday of the week, yep. have unveiled an exciting new identity and emblem that brings a fresh modern look whilst playing homage to the club's rich history. Now, there's your opening line. Whoa. You know, what have you got to show us this week if yeah, they're on the Yeah, I, I don't know if Jay Leno still makes a show, does no, he? No, he doesn't. He doesn't, sadly. No. Oh, well, that's no good. No. Anyway, but there's plenty of others. Oh, there's plenty of shows. Yeah. yeah. Now, uh, so there they are. There's your opening line. It's a... yeah.
2: Next brand the, new jersey
1: that yep. we won't see until Vegas is that Correct. right that's it will be the first unveiling right of it. how Two, exciting is
2: it this new look
1: well wait a minute 2 years in planning the, the new brand identity brings a creative feel to the Northern Beaches community and also represents the values that bond the maroon and white, including resilience, honesty, tradition, and unity. Now, there you go Whoa, again. I had
2: no idea, those were the values of the Manly Warringah Rugby League Club, but I'm happy to or know. Or the area.
1: Or the area. Right. Northern Beaches community. Right. Now, to honour the rich legacy, the seagulls, uh, the traditional maroon and white scheme will remain at the centre. Again, I can see Megan explaining this. Yes, perfectly, because yep. she knows fashion. Yep. Manley's home jersey will retain the traditional hoops design. A specific reference to uniforms of the past. The club has also revealed new elements, including its uh, MW monogram and visual-supporting graphics. The new, powerful Sea Eagle logo carries forward elements of the past. Uh, So we have maroon and white. That's the MW. Maroon and white, like traditional logos seen in the club's inception in 1997. Right. Uh, Sure, 77, 1977. Yep. Now, familiar circular motif that the seagulls have incorporated from 78. Good. These are all available if you look them up online, a yeah. sign of strength seen as the aggressive eagle features from the 2003 to 23 emblem and a slanted typeface representing the forward movement. Oh, Lord, isn't this great? Forward movement in a typeface? I would have right. never
2: thought of that. no, but it, it, once you understand that, though, it makes sense, doesn't it? It does. It, it, so, for, so what angle is that at? About 15 degrees? Is 15 actually, degrees, like that? that's right. right. Yeah, oh, that's, good, good.
1: If you go any further 30, you'll yeah. look tell you're falling well, over. people
2: get confused. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> start to feel a bit dizzy and giddy. That's yes. right,
1: and they're starting to yeah, look for degrees a chair. Is perfect. Yeah. Yes, a slanted typeface to represent a forward movement and progress, with the manly Ringer clearly showcased to represent the club's historic name. Now. There, you've got a you've got 20 minutes there. Yes. Not only have you got the culture, you've got an area to talk about. They might be able to put up a map and show some vision of the northern beaches yep. and what it means, the old uh, yep. you know, Brookie Oval and all that That's sort of right. stuff. That's and right.
2: I, I, uh, but I can tell you this for nothing, HG. I mean, you can change the Guernsey however often you like with Manly a Rugby League football team, but they're still going to be hated. Well,
1: <laughs> there's your second thing. And there's your second thing. Yes. Yeah, so to,
2: to Megan, you know, or, whoever it's going to be. Interviewing him on the View or whatever Let's the show say is. Harry, Harry, he, Harry. Why is Mandy still hated? Well, well, it goes back a long way. It's yeah. the history of the club when they bought out, you know, all the Western suburbs front rowers and hookers and all of that all those years ago because they had a lot of money and nobody else did, and you know, well, <laughs> so we just hate them. Everyone hates them.
1: And and that that. When you go mm. on the second and they're playing, mm. for God's sake, you can give them something. Yeah. You know, you let them know. Let that them that know are. they hate it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Let them know they hated,
2: hate it. As much hated in America as they are anywhere else. Uh, that that's should be right. the ambition.
1: That's your, but that's culture, that's isn't culture. it? That's yeah. what we, we're not denying right, no. right culture. We're embracing it. That's right. We're taking it overseas to show a whole other group of people yeah. who yeah. have never had the experience of betting on
2: it. No, that's right. That's right. But someone's, you know, if, if uh, say, Trump does get involved, and he might on the 2nd, uh, <laughs> you'd have to advise him not to wear
1: a manly Guernsey well, unless he can make it work. Unless he can make it work. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's a genius at that. Sort he of stuff. is. Whoever thought the maga would work? Yes, as an he idea. might
2: make it work. Uh, yeah, I know you love to hate me. He might say something like that. Well, look what I'm yeah, wearing. Look what I'm wearing.
1: Uh, yeah, you know, no. with the new look yeah. and all of that. <laughs> fifteen degrees. Yeah, fifteen degrees. <laughs> <coughs> um, look. Uh, do you think every club's going to come out with a new jersey now? Oh. I just hope it's not an avalanche of Yes, of news. So as people astra- in Australia don't recognise who they're looking yes. at on the television? Yeah. I mean, that would be a big Because labels who go,
2: the people who go like you and me, you're just your average putter who go over because we want to be entertained, we want to see a bit of familiarity. Don't you we? do, yeah. You we don't a want a to be surprised home. and shocked and not know
1: where these who people our are from. Is. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So. People may have glimpsed some of this stuff while, you yes. know, this is Americans, may have glimpsed the South jumper, the South colours or whatever it is, travelling around.
2: Yeah.
1: Now, this is a way to cement that relationship. Right. And remember reminding them all the time about the punting Exactly,
2: exactly. Because people who do the walk, they're going to come rich, with, imbued with the history and culture of rugby league. Uh, I mean, they're not going to worry if mandy has got a new Guernsey because they're going to hate it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Wouldn't matter what they did.
1: Now, would that be something you'd ask the emissaries to explain to school kids as well? When Why families hated? Yeah, well, it doesn't have to be an exact right. You know, discussion as you've just outlined there—that's no. for the experts, sure, the front rowers and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, from Western, and <laughs> yeah. all that sort of. great though. That is great yeah.
2: tales. Well, they brought Boyd and Brown and all sorts <clears> of great players from a
1: struggling Western suburbs, and they just got hated. Hmm. And remember, of course, they did not endear themselves with some of their English imports. No, Now, did That's Crooks right. play for Manly in those? Oh, th- back Lee in the day? Crooks, God, there's and a figure. Really, Malcolm? Really, he Malcolm was a, bit, really, a yes. bit of a tough nut. He was a tough nut. Yeah, yeah, he would have played for
2: me. Yes, hated him, <laughs> hated him. Uh, is there now, talk of Lee Crooks
1: turning up <laughs> at Vegas? <laughs> I think so, Good. but not as an influencer. Remember I, him and I think uh, Jeff Tuvey
2: might have had a run in at some stage. Could easily be, yeah. Could I think be. England played manly
1: and yeah. Anyway. Well, I'd love to see Des go over. Wouldn't they like Des? Well, Des would love like, would be terrific. Yeah, great influencer. Yep. Now, talk back topic this week. How'd you go last week? Ah, and then uh, right. What have you well, got?
2: last week was interesting because it was uh, it was a bit uh, difficult for people, and I, I do apologise for that. Um, our question was Are the kangaroos, A, losing importance? Well, 80% of people said yes. Yeah, I mean, that's what and I that's, thought. And that's, that's nationwide. I mean, even Western Australia was 100% yes. Yeah. On that one, um, uh, do this part B was the kangaroos need to be seen more often? Well, eighty-seven percent said yes. Mm-hmm. They'd like to see more kangaroo matches
1: in Australia. Yeah, I wonder when the last time they played in Australia. Well, a long time ago. Yeah,
2: long. I mean, there's a generation of kids who've never seen the kangaroos know, live, to... <laughs> unless they are overseas. I mean, a beggars belief. I know. Who's I know. in charge? I know. Oh. Uh, Valandis well, Volandis, yes. Got other now, things on his Or mind. C, the kangaroos are of no interest to uh, the man of feathers, Peter Valandis. Uh, well that was seventy-nine uh, percent of people felt that was the case. And again, state by state, it's perfectly but, consistent. Even right. Tasmania, seventy-nine percent said that Valandis is not in, is is not interested.
1: There's some talk about Mal's tenure coming to an end, too oh, I really? think. heard really? A lot that. of chat.
2: He's done a great job, Mal. <coughs> you can't blame Mal for the no, fact he... that the kangaroos haven't played in Australia for a hell of a long time. He doesn't determine the scheduling. He doesn't. No, he doesn't. He no. doesn't. That's done by the rugby league, the national rugby league. Now, Who seem to be, you know, have some embargo happening with the kangaroos. They seem to be embarrassed by the kangaroos. They shouldn't be. They should be proud of the kangaroos. Our talkback topic Good. this week, HG.
1: Are you calling for action?
2: That's the question. <laughs>
1: Get involved. <laughs> Gee, that's the simplest question you've ever asked, I think, on Talkback. It is. It you is. Go, and what pro- is there any prompting of that in no. terms of, you know, people pestering you on, say, the, uh, the text lines? Oh, saying I, well... The,
2: no, I know they're pestering you on the No, parent, no, people, people have mentioned that, that we didn't mention the Varroa virus that's affecting uh, our bees. Uh, right. They want that addressed as well. Sure, put and it on I, the list. I agree. Put it on, on the, the list. list with the fire ants and the bloody pigs and the bloody rabbits yeah. and the foxes, feral cats. Mm. Brumbies. I mean, we have, Brumbies! God <laughs> almighty, have you been to the high country? The high country, what they're doing there to the corroboree frog? Stamping the little muggers to death? That's what all they're doing?
1: Bloody I hell, town control. So you talk about topic again this week, do you want more action? Yeah, are you calling for more action?
2: Or just are you calling for action. Mm-hmm. Yes or no, get involved.
0: Simple as that. Footy faithful. Ever thought about becoming the Pope of the punt? It's a challenging career, but has the big upside of offering weekly redemption for all transgressions. No need to change your gear. Come in your footy jumper and boots. Become the Pope through the Las Vegas Church of Rugby League. Soldier on, bludgers.
1: Hey, Esther, if you want to get involved with the show, 0467 920 is the text line. That's 0467 920 or the old-style way, roynhg at abc.net.au. And the following people have Roy.
2: Uh, Yes, just on the text, uh, Neil from Fitzroy has got in touch She's saying, if you want to get the punt to go off in the USA, you need to go family-friendly. Forget bet with mates, go for bet with mum and dad. Get the kiddies involved early and there's no looking back. Well, there's Isn't a lot of that
1: truth
2: correct? to that. Get a bet with mum and dad. Bet with mum and dad, yes. I, I don't know what the rules are in the United States about whether mothers gambling. and dads. Mothers I don't know and if there's an do. age limit. Ah. You, know. you mean hoops. What about your First Amendment rights? I mean, surely these these apply to kids as well. I mean, if a kid <laughs> wants to express themselves by putting a bit of money on a rugby league match, Why not? Mean, there wouldn't be a court in the land that finds them guilty, would there? I wouldn't have thought so. <laughs> Wouldn't have thought so. Uh, now, now uh, someone, uh, this is a John in Bega, mm. is saying, uh, you cannot be fair Dickham, about Harry and Meghan fronting rugby league. Nicole and Keith would be
1: the perfect ambassadors for rugby league. Well, they'd be okay. I think you've summed up my feeling as well yeah. on that matter. Okay. But
2: who are you going to lean forward and be more excited by in talking about rugby league? Harry and Meghan or uh, Nicole and Keith? Well, Harry and Meghan. Right.
1: Uh, I want to know their take
2: yeah. on the new Guernsey from I, Manly. I've here. got
1: a rough idea what Nicole and... Yeah, you I know, know what they 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 say. they're going to Yeah, gonna, yeah I mean, It's great. It'll just... Yeah. I mean, I think they're both in Australia at the moment. And, are they? You know, so mm. they're hanging around here soaking up the rugby league vibe. What we need is people yes. who are going to find a whole new audience, that's that right. royal audience, that's which right. is vast. Yep, I mean, people right. get out vast. And as
2: you pointed out just when, when we are off air, uh, if anyone can get Harry and Meghan involved, it's the Man of Feathers. He knows the Royals uh, Royals
1: better than anyone. I know. He's the last person to dine with the Queen. That's right.
2: Now, this comes from Tracy Lee from Las Vegas. Bullshit.
1: (laughs) (coughs) Somebody in Las Vegas is writing to us? Yes. What, asking about Rugby League? She says, hello from the new heartland of Rugby League. Ah,
2: The message is getting through at last. It is. In 2024, Rugby League is coming stateside, and while they don't know it yet my fellow Americans will no doubt be frothing at the mouth at what they will see. Frothing at the mouth. I like that. I like that. While I'm originally from Denver, I fell in love twice in a trip down under in 1997. Uh, once with my now husband, Dan, mm. and the second thing I fell in love with, rugby league. <laughs>
1: well, this is the
2: story that's While going to happen back to so in the many States, people. For nearly ten years... I've been spreading the rugby league gospel for mostly not much response. But next year's show here in Las Vegas will surely change that. One suggestion, here we love shooting and hunting. You Aussies know that well. So combine shooting and hunting and rugby league and you've got a winner, she says. My spies tell me that in 2023, the St George Dragons were the undisputed peak shooting champions of the competition – uh, I'm not so sure about that. In one night alone, Zach Lomax put ten hogs out of commission during their round by. That, could be, that could be the case. That yeah. could be the case. I don't know. I mean, she'd know. <laughs> I mean, she's... God. She uh, got an ear to the ground. Why would she make that up? I know. Who
1: could make that up? Yeah.
2: I also hear the Titans did more fire ant reduction than any other sporting team in the world. Well, I'd like to think that's true. Yeah, I'd love to think that's true too. Uh, so she's suggesting a Piggers versus Anters match promoted on Jimmy Fallon and Drew Marrymore's shows would build anticipation and hype like nothing else.
1: Can I just ask, what is there to shoot around Vegas? I mean, it's oh, a desert.
2: Coyotes? Oh, I suppose so. I hadn't thought of that. But they might be a bit threatened. I don't know.
1: Yeah, well, you know, it's just sort of, I don't want to go people no, you don't going up no. there blasting off just shooting no. things because you'd end up yeah, know. holes in their cars and everything like that, because the great thing about Australian shooting is this target of feral problems. Yeah,
2: yeah. Well, maybe we could smuggle some ferals over there and breed them up.
1: I think we've suggested this before. This rings a bell. I it does, think does doesn't it? It does doesn't it? What I are think... we going to take? I don't know. Don't know. Well, it's sort of you well, know. Well,
2: certainly the possum uh, possums have done well in New Zealand. Haven't they? That's this gone through the roof in New Zealand, (laughs) grabbed all sorts of money. They're in the roof. Yeah, they're everywhere. Mm. Can't get rid of them. Well, I don't think they'd survive too well in the desert in Vegas. No. But there must be something we could take. I don't know. Dingoes, maybe. Well. I don't know. Now, this has come from Matt in Foster. Last week's podcast dealt with the promotion of Rugby League Unleashed on Las Vegas. Yeah, good. He's got R- that right. Rugby League authorities need to do some planning. Duh. <laughs> if a player was to appear on, appear on Fox News, it would be best if he held pro-gun and anti-immigration views. That's true. Similarly, someone promoting the game on CNN or MSNBC would have to be across the electoral college's role in Hillary Clinton's election loss.
1: Well, that would be a get, <clears> but again, but nonetheless, that's
2: true. I agree. Those appearing on American soaps and drama would need some acting background, perhaps known penalty pullers and divers. Yeah, my. Well, true. Think, yeah. Any rugby league stars on NCIS should have experience in dealing with the police to add some gravitas to their performances. Strategies like these would be bound to impress an
1: American audience. I I think that's absolutely true. Mm. It's horses for courses, isn't Mm. it? You know? It is. That's why emissaries are going to schools and not on television. That's right. Mm. That's right. Uh,
2: Now, Ian, our uh, colleague who's uh, riding riding around, he says, um, I'm now in Peru... The last week was challenging Challenging riding to the Peruvian border over the Andes on s- steep, rough, narrow dirt roads. The spirit of rugby league guided me well in terms of pushing to the limits and getting to the border.
1: Oh, what a lovely
2: email. Is no it? mention of whether the rugby league ball was sent to him. Remember he was going to have a rugby league
1: ball sent? No. He'd be pretty hard to catch, wouldn't he? He's moving quite a he pace. He is, he is. Um, yes, His his bike looks well-equipped for the uh, terrain, though. I mean, he's got it. you know, anyway. mm. Now, someone sent through, uh, this is
2: Alex, has sent through uh, a photograph, a very moving photograph, of an honour roll, an honour board, HG, that celebrates the Reserve Grade Umpires Association. We don't hear much about them. I
1: think it might be VFL, too. It is VFL. So,
2: what's your latest entry there? 1983. (laughs) He says, It used to be that refs could publicly be proud of the role. It was an industry. Did it end in 1983, he asks. This hangs on the wall at the Merry Creek Tavern. And you look at these names, HG, you know... Cheers are going to come. R. Nixon, Nixon. R. Marshall, Mm. R. Moyle, G. Grant, Mm. I. Lacey, S. Cap... G Hunt, couldn't they bounce? Couldn't they bounce these wonderful reserve grade umpires that are celebrated here? But for some reason, it stopped in
1: 1983. There might have been—I'm having a (laughs) guess—the reserve grade umpires. Maybe Mm. they changed the name of the competition, or or that they then expanded it to being a four—you know—more multi-umpire task, right? Rather than just one. In the old days, it was just one umpire did the whole lot. Yes, a couple of. <laughs> well, this
2: celebrates umpires. the president, the secretary, and the treasurer.
1: Ah, so uh, that might not have been umpires, but more officials yes. who ran the. This ran is the, the...
2: these are the uh, president, the secretary, and the Treasury of the Reserve Grade Umpires Association. Well, well, what? what if the Czechs... Wonder well, if the Reserve Grade Umpires Association is still a going concern, or well, had, had a bank account, well, a bank account,
1: done checkbook, and that'd still have money somewhere. They'd be earning a fortune. Well, with interest rates yeah, going through the roof, it was, what, be 4.1% or something. Well, how long ago is that? 50 years, 40 years ago? Yeah.
2: Quite a bit. <clears throat> this comes from our um, correspondent in uh, Spain. This is uh, John in yes. Spain. Yeah. He says, as an overseas listener about to head back to Australia, I'm a little concerned by your comments about the cost of living crisis. Well, what, as he... he should be. Yeah, well, correct. Now, <clears throat> he's saying here that uh, please see attached to composite photo. For the example, I snapped up. These are what you can purchase in Spain at the moment. You can get a full meal uh, for $24.70. You can get uh, uh, a lentil and chorizo soup as a starter a paella valenciano or roast chicken breast in garlic sauce or pork chops with vegetables and is for mains and for dessert, a tiramisu or a carrot cake with cream, all for 14 euros, which is roughly $24.70. Now, I'd say he wants to know how much that's going to cost him
1: back home here. I'd suggest between 80 and 90 dollars. Mm Well, I can't help you there, particularly with the comparisons. I mean, Are we talking about... Well, if you were
2: going to go and sit down and order, say, I suppose uh, so. a lentil and chorizo soup,
1: followed by the pork chops with vegetables, followed by tiramisu... It would cost you more than $24. More than $24, yes. Yes. Isn't that weird? Well, that's a... uh, Well, look, I I think he's going to have to prepare himself for a real shock. He's in for a terrible shock. Yeah, a real shock. I mean, 80 or 90 bucks, I reckon. And exchange rate? I don't is know that what factored are, in? Yeah, no. Is that factored in though? No, I don't. I, mean, I can't help you there. Yeah, because exchange rate with the Australian dollars, the little Aussie back.
2: Well, no, no, no. If he's paying fourteen dollars ninety, the exchange rate is twenty four dollars seventy. But you're not going to get it for twenty four dollars seventy. No, well, you're not. You're so not. the exchange rate is
1: meaningless. Yeah, true, true. So You've good a, luck. It should bring back gold bars, though. That's yes, my advice.
2: Now this comes from uh, Max. Uh, he says uh, it was very reassuring to hear on last week's Bludge that plans are now in place to visit every school on the rugby league train.
0: Yes,
1: yes, See, that's good, yeah. Well, that idea is getting yes.
2: traction now. It's also refreshing to hear that kiddies in rural and regional New South Wales have been left smiling after the tour of trophies and players on the
1: rugby league train. Yes, well... Because the rugby league train, as far as we know, is still going... Yeah, it's lost in the Ozone a bit at the moment, but I know... <laughs> we don't know where it is exactly, but yeah, it's out there somewhere. I, I raise this because just as a sidebar issue, mm-hmm. your favourite railway is back in action and I think... The zigzag. The zigzag, yeah. and is celebrating a birthday of some sort well, this Well, it would weekend. be, probably, yes, yes. 160 years? Maybe it is, yeah. yes. Is so, there any talk of the rugby league train? Exactly. Appearing? Exactly, as part of the celebrations. Wouldn't that
2: be wonderful? would <laughs> be. He says, it's got me thinking, why don't we build a track from Tucson to Tunipah alongside the trail and ship the New South Wales Rugby League train to America? <laughs> well, it's not a bad idea, is it? It'd cost a bit, though, wouldn't it? It would. I don't know what uh, track lane costs are through the desert, but it'd be a fair
1: bit. And would you consider it a folly? Yes, you would. All
2: you'd need is the...
1: Uh, carriages and... The carriage on the back on, of a truck. Uh, prime mover, yeah. Yeah, I think so.
2: I think so. Uh, Now, this comes from Matthew in Stanwell Park. At my local trivia competition this week, aren't they going through that? They're having a golden age. Golden age. Every second. Pub has a trivia night followed by a a schnitzel and chips, generally speaking. (laughs) Nothing wrong with that. (coughs) Usually get that for about 30 bucks. 30 bucks, yeah. In Spain, it'd be about three euros. I think that's right. At my local trivia competition this week, our team was asked to end the night a uh, $10 second chance question. This was usually easy to answer. The question was, what fruit appears at the very top of the men's trophy at Wimbledon? We didn't answer correctly. The answer is a pineapple. I think... He says, can you or uh, your listeners explain to me why the Wimbledon men's trophy lid handle is a pineapple? Well, as many as I can tell... Oh, when it, was when would when was this thing made? I want to say around the eighteen sixties when Wimbledon kicked off. Eighteen sixties, Victorian times.
1: It would have seemed very exotic fruit. The
2: most exotic t- fruit, fruit you could, could put imagine. on the table, yeah, would that's be a pineapple. Yeah, and I think uh, from memory, Prince Albert loved him, loved pineapples, and I think it was Victor- Queen Victoria's ambition to have pineapple available to uh, Prince Albert. All year round. <laughs> Big ask. <laughs> Big ask. <laughs> Big ask. A lot of boats. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's why, because it was the most exotic and most difficult mm. fruit, most
1: valuable fruit. Hence the connection. In the
2: 1960s, that was the hook. The hook. Yeah. This comes from Rob of Balgala. Given Rugby League is going from strength to strength, while rugby is a rudderless basket case, is it time to place another feather in Volander's cap? He could not possibly do worse than the overpaid private school boys club currently in charge of the hapless Wallabies.
1: Yeah, I know, but this raises... I think we raised this once before and people considered an April Fool's joke,
2: Yeah, I think. yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, wouldn't... The man of feathers he, isn't interested he, in
1: rugby. He wouldn't demean himself he to get wouldn't. involved. He wouldn't. And you couldn't blame him. No, that's true. I
2: don't know what you'd do to save rugby at the moment. I, don't, I really don't know.
1: No. I don't
2: know. I think we wait. I, yeah, well, it's, it's, we're just going to wait and see and see if it's, something it. happens. Yeah, that's right. So, you know, when, right. When, when these Wallabies come home,
1: are they home yet? Let's say they are. Well, I noticed the coach is home. Yeah, the coach is here. He yeah. did a press conference. Was very he... enigmatic and yeah, close enigmatic. to the chest. Yeah, very well done. Yes, yes I are think you I've going done better. to Japan? Well, let's well, not going yeah. there. No, I'm, I'm very not committed not to, to the, doing... the Wallabies. Yeah, I'm speaking to you today on the understanding that um, nothing will be reported.
2: Mm. Yes. Uh, and again, I'd like to thank all correspondents for mm-hmm. contributing to this week's emails.
0: <laughs> Footy Heads, the ethical obligation presents a month of metal in May. Headed up by Metallica, Megadeth, Motorhead, Mastodon, Motley Crew, Machine Head, Man of War, Iron Maiden and Municipal Waste. Twelve hot and heavy nights of real loud at a taxpayer-funded football oval near you. Proudly supported by Bludging on the Blind Side.
2: But you haven't thought of the eurythmics in a long, long
1: time. No, no. Annie Lennox, of course, the key singer. Yeah, yeah. And Dave Stewart, I think, was That's the main right. instrumentalist. That's right. Uh, yeah. You know, for some reason, she bobbed up in the news lately, and I can't remember. As exactly an much.
2: emissary, I think, for rugby league.
1: <laughs> well, she's a very good get. She is. See, I, I yeah. reckon we've got to cross pollinate a bit and get some. You know, uh, I mean, I'd love to get the. I don't know, Manuel Macron, for instance, to say something about rugby league in Vegas. Yes. Because this would encourage, obviously, the French to think, well, what's going on in Vegas that uh, we should be thinking Mm. about? Mm. That sort of thing.
2: Sure. You know? Yes.
1: You know?
0: Yes.
2: Well, of course, they turned their backs on the World Cup, didn't they, the French, this year? They did. They uh, did. The, the Rugby League World Cup.
1: Yes, they b- blew it Very out of the water. sinking. But, of course, they had the other cup, the yes. Rugby Cup. Oh, that's You know, the one yeah. that Australia... Now, look, <clears throat> we talked about a... What would I call it? A, uh, a remake over or a makeover for the Manly Seagulls jumper. Well, yes. this is just amazing. A coincidence is the Parramatta Eels have Appointed Kane Constructions to build their centre of excellence. So, they I always understood. Did Kane
2: Constructions
1: get that job? They, they, they did, yeah. They well, hot, they're hotly a contestant. wonderful firm, aren't very they? good. They know yes. how to put a hole in the ground and they then do? put a pipe in it. Yes, now yes. <clears throat> upon completion, the Parramatta Reels Centre of Excellence will be the largest rugby league facility in Australia. God, oh, with see, for, how big is it going to be? Five natural turf fields. I haven't said that quite right. Five, thanks. <laughs> five. That's right. I put the emphasis Whoa. on that Whoa,
2: Where are they building this HG? It's gonna have a world Where team. is there that amount of land in the Parramatta
1: area? I've got no idea. It must I've be got underground. no idea. With a housing
2: crisis,
1: <laughs> Are they gonna put some squash courts in? They would. Yeah. Now, world class gym, cardio and yoga rooms for the Yoga players. rooms? Yes. Theatre. A theatre. Review room. Or for shows. Yeah, to be they'd be able to put on you know, oh. a little night music yeah. oh, or West Side wow. Story, something with a bit of okay. uh, panache. Sure. They've got aquatic rehabilitation facilities. That's a pool, a 50-metre pool, cafe, barber and TAB, all built in there. Now, the community facility building will be part of an international standard match venue with a 1,500-seat grandstand. Molly, multi- I mean, where? who's paying for this? That's. I'll leave yeah. that dangle. Yeah. Multi-purpose function community education rooms to enable the club to expand its community programs, initiatives, gyms, match day media rooms, change room, kiosk, match day media rooms, and ch- kiosk and parking. And, obviously, they'll be able to teach a lot of TAFE courses there as well. Yes, I suppose. You know, in the downtime, in yeah. the well, ethical obligation. Well, furniture making, that sort of thing. But yeah, well, your goalposts. You goalposts, yeah. Curation of grass, et yeah. It'll increase participation across all forms of rugby league for boys and girls from grassroots to elite. I mean, soon rugby league will be the only occupation <laughs> in Australia. Or something, you know. There'll be no banking or no post office. Certainly no on a doctors. growth curve. Isn't it's it? unbelievable. I mean, the amount of jobs it
2: generates. Well, no the, wonder unemployment has gone down again. It just <laughs> coincides with
1: what's happening in rugby league. Now. Fastest growing sport in Australia will strengthen our connection with the Eels community of more than thirty-five thousand members and eight hundred thousand fans. Whoa! Not sure where those numbers came from, but let's say they're accurate. It's now, a behemoth, exactly. Isn't it? Now, can I just point out two things? Mm. I worry about this. This is a what would I call you know one of those wars of minds better than yours. Mm. And imagine how Souths and Penrith are feeling at the moment. Oh, with their they're,
2: old-fashioned last year's model.
1: Yeah, with a, a theatre only seats. A thousand people, you know, no pool, no. Only
2: got three media rooms.
1: Yeah, only no cafe, no TAB, no no bars. Can't sharpen up. Yeah. So we always suggested that the Tigers was the centre of, you know, that's the standard, your gold standard. That's the high benchmark. Concord Oval. Concord Oval. But what about the one they're building at Liverpool? Well, that's going to blow these all away. Well, that's going to
2: blow the Parramatta
1: one away, is it? That's got seven. That's got eight
2: cinemas.
1: Eight. I mean, this is a war of attrition, of bloody Mm. centres of excellence. It's madness. Yeah. Madness. Now, that's
2: one thing. But it's it's sort of the human journey, isn't it, though, to improve constantly all the time. I mean, you you, you build keops and you think, oh, well, it's not not bad, bad. But... yeah.
1: What if we... Yeah, extended that yeah, bit that way and then tacked I mean? on a bit out there and built a sphinx yeah. down there and It's, all it's all that the human
2: condition, stuff. condition to never be satisfied,
1: to never sit
2: back on your haunches and say enough's enough. But you... You've just got to say, so you look at the centre of excellence, you know, like Concord, and you think, God, you couldn't get any better. Well, yeah, yes, but, you could.
1: Yeah, I know. But... What if we... Yeah. It's the what if we yeah.
2: that I yeah. love...
1: Can I ask, though, at this time where we've got a cost of living crisis, yep. is building centres of excellence the best use well, of Well, it's that generating money? an income. Oh, isn't yeah, it, and, and jobs. I mean, tradies. Tradies, tradies, mm. tradies yeah, tradies. And, mm. and people interested in rugby league are yeah. now getting gainfully employed. That's unless right. you don't, for God's sake, become a netballer because you don't earn any money. You don't. You 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 don't, pay don't. Yourself, even,
2: you, even if you play for the national team, you can't get paid.
1: Mm. Now. Okay. On the other hand, one great thing, speaking of this, this tips into this next story, Mm -hmm. is that states are cashing in on the Everest boom. This is the Everest race. Racing officials around the country are set to go all in on the phenomenon of the Everest. That's last Saturday. Uh, It's the start of a three-week celebration of the sport, which will conclude with the Melbourne Cup from next year. So they've got this block Mm. that follows the end of the rugby league season, the AFL, which is going to be set aside to racing. Right. Now, I want want people to imagine creative ways of dealing with this, and I've approached the Murray Bridge Racing Club on behalf of you and me to establish the lofty. Mm-hmm. Now as people know in that area the Lofty is the big Mount Lofty is the Mount big lofty. peak hence the Everest connection sure. so Mount Lofty ah. it's only I don't go don't go silly looking for snow on it no. occasionally it snows there but very sure. rarely especially in these changes change, But it will
2: dominate the local landscape.
1: Dominate the local thinking the television masks are on it and all that sort of yep. stuff. Yep. And it's about 2200 feet high old speak. Right. So that's about what 700 meters yeah. high. Yeah. But I'm suggesting they put up a purse of 25 million. Yep. So it seems to me that money is the thing that talks here. Mm-hmm. So what people are interested in the Everest is it's got 20 million dollars attached to it. That's right. So I think we've got to go. You know, it's a war ever expanding. How can we do better? Yep. Well, what say we put up 25 million?
2: Yep, that's not bad.
1: And so then we have something that kind of tops the Everest and mm. pulls the focus neatly away in this three-week period towards the Murray Bridge Racing Club. Yes, Now, yes. I can see people taking this model and running with it. Yes. Because let's face it, these races basically pay for themselves. Yep, yep, yep. S- Well, that puts races. pressure
2: on the Everest to bump it up next year, doesn't perfect, it? Perfect,
1: perfect. Mm. If I said that it looks to me as though this, uh, I don't want to explain this. So well, you're going to hear people
2: say, oh, well, I'm not going to get involved in the Everest because it's not worth enough money to me. It's
1: exactly. It's only $10 million. I, I can go to the um, uh, I can go to the lofty and get and, 25 Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Now, people have spoken to me on the, su- you know, on the subject of anonymity. Yes. Uh, so what happens is, is that this is a, a war now between the various states to see who can you know, have enough Yeah. Does Volandis control any of these? No, he doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't. Right. In fact, Volandis controls New South Wales racing and, and jealously guards the veto power yeah. he has over the other states.
2: Right. So we would need federal legislation to, top this, to stop these other Everests happening.
1: We would. Okay. Valander's view is the other states are getting the benefit of flow on, and uh, and that can use it to increase their revenues. That's betting on these. We call it copycatting
2: in the old copycatting in the old days.
1: But this is an step. The lofty is a new idea. Yeah. Yeah. New idea. It's not a twelve hundred metre. I mean, the the, the winners here are the punters. Yeah. The winners of course are the punters. Right. They've got now the Melbourne Cup remains a different audience. You see, to normal racer, different audience. That's they they say that the majority of people who go to the Everest are about twelve. That this yes. is a, a great race it's the next for the generation. Yeah, it it, it, it appeals know. to schools. <laughs>
2: doesn't. <it? laughs>
1: That's right. I think of it as schoolies at the races. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so, you talk talking schoolies week at the races, HG? That won't be long. Mm. Don't give a land his ideas, because right. I can see. Well, they
2: generally go oh, to the Gold Coast, don't yeah, but, they? But if they were to stay was, around New South Wales, if there were races on for the kids...
1: Every day followed by a music act afterwards. A, ah, high, a high-hitting music act. Sure. Beautiful time of year. Yes. Often get very good weather in Sydney at True. that time of year. You could have uh, Rose Hill. You could go up to a, a day trip to Scone or the Hunter or yes. something like that to fill up Tuesday and Wednesday. That's right. You know, I mean, it's just, it selects itself. So as the Melbourne Cup remains a different audience to the normal race days because of its place in Australian culture. We have put the big dance on uh, Melbourne Cup Day, not to compete with it, but to take advantage of racing being the centre of the attention. That's what we're talking about here. Yes. The Lofty will be the centre of attention.
2: And are you suggesting the Lofty would take place on the same day as the Melbourne Cup?
1: That would be a real poke in the eye, wouldn't it? It certainly would. I'm not opposed to that. No. Uh, I don't think the, uh, well, the Melbourne Cup is not a $25 million race No, yet. it's not. But then we're gonna to have to get into this war of attrition. Yes. So let's say the Melbourne Cup got snaky and decided, Oh bugger it, we'll put up thirty million. Yes. Well then of course the lofty has to go to fifty million. So right. like it's all good. It's, it's all, good. all win 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 yes. for butters and horse people. It is. It is. How do you think this... Where do you think this is going to end? I mean, is, are people going to go broke eventually or, or are they always going to, have to find some way of earning a cracker? Oh,
2: well, it depends which way you want to look at it, A.C. I like to look at the glass half full. Ah, oh, true,
1: and, true. And say, well, there's, there are going to be a lot more winners in our community. You know, let's celebrate our winners. See... I take your point entirely of a few months ago yeah. when the uh, Four Corners put up that thing about gambling in Australia, that yeah. Comic Pinko show, don't yeah. get me started. That's right. They didn't have one winner on it. No, they didn't. All they had to do is wait until Anyone this... could talk to a bunch of losers and come up with a sad story. You can. <laughs> you can. Uh, and if only they'd waited a few more weeks, they yeah. could have talked to this bloke in Auckland In Auckland, who won who 10 won... million That's right. putting a cracker on it. Exactly.
0: Exactly. Why? why aren't Four Corners doing that story? I bet they don't. (laughs) The Las Vegas Church of Rugby League has launched a building appeal. The arrival of Rugby League in the desert has created an avalanche of all-faith punters wanting to join the congregation. The church simply needs more space. A lucky envelope competition to raise much-needed funds has been organised by former South Sydney rabbit, Tugger Coleman. Get involved with growth for good movement with bludging on the blind side.
1: Uh, obviously, this time of year, you know, there's so much going on and we're looking forward to next year and everything, but we should pause mm. and reflect on players who finished their career at uh, yes. this particular time of the year. Sure. And if I could just highlight one, the Parramatta second rower, Andrew Davy has retired following repeated concussions. The 31-year-old suffered a head knock playing for Canterbury in a pre-season and mm. after rejoining the Eels went down again in defeat of South Sydney in late May. So he's been out of action for some yeah. months already. yeah. Now Davy suffered another concussion defending a kick return in the twenty-four, in the round twenty-four loss to Brisbane.
2: Right.
1: So he just can't take a trick for a battler from the Central Queensland who wasn't supposed to play one game of NRL. Mm. This career has plenty for me to be proud of. Davy said exclusively to the Bludge. Mm. I may not be, uh, it may not be the end. It may not be the ending I would have liked, but the truth is I've lived my fairy tale for five years.
2: Isn't that a wonderful Isn't story? It? Yeah. See. Yeah.
1: Things haven't gone well no. this year in particular, but a fairy tale for five years. I mean, you've got to be happy to walk away with that. Oh,
2: God, yes. Oh, God, yes, yes. he um, didn't see a premiership, did he? No, he
1: no. didn't. He but didn't. then
2: again, you know, not everyone gets a premiership. That's right. You've, you've, uh, uh, often uh, often your
1: dream is just to run out in the club and colours get, and represent. And get concussed. Yeah. Now And taken off after ten minutes. Now, yep. can I take your point is... Your point made so forcefully on this very program some time ago mm. concerning John Millman. Mm. Now, John Millman says, and what a philosopher he is, is you've just got to get used to losing because that's what you do most of the time.
2: Yes. Yeah, that's You know,
1: right. not everybody can be the Joker <laughs> or not everybody can be yeah. saying tennis or not everybody can be Penrith in the rugby league. No, you're right. playing in the shadows of these greats. And right. all you can do is say, I played at a time when everybody else was a bit better than me. That's right. And the only yeah. thing you can do if you're in, say, St George or something no. like that is wait until Penrith players drop off the twig. That's true. And lose interest.
2: That, that 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 that's true. Look, I, I don't think any professional athlete, she, uh, is disappointed when they're beaten by a great. No, that's true. You know, it, it, it's a wonderful thing, really, to be beaten by a great, uh, especially if you if you won a couple of
1: games. You know, competed. Can I just point out that would seem to me the subtext in Eddie mm. Jones's. Uh, yes. press conference this week. Right. We just weren't up to the level. I mean, no. go and have a look at the yeah. uh, quarter We filers. weren't good enough. Yeah, we weren't good we weren't enough. enough. Go and have a look enough. at the quarter you know,
2: But we were there. We represented Australia. We we, we did as much as we could. And, know, came and, and came home. And came home without anything. <laughs> um, but, you know, they, they, they requested 15 people turn up all in uniform, with, uh, and we did that. And they came off.
1: And, you know, I hadn't felt sorry for the... Wallabies until he just said that. Yeah. Because he just, I mean, you can't imagine. Look at who could have predicted the Allbacks return to form. I mean, no. they thrashed uh, uh, Argentina, Argentina today. Argentina, yes. But, uh, you know, they were hopeless early in the season, early in the competition. They were. And now they've found their feet and they could actually they could take,
2: they, they could win it, couldn't yeah, they? They could win it, yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah.
2: Um, I mean, and wouldn't that be a, a real boost for the Shaky Isles? Uh, because rugby has struggled a little bit in the last few years. It has. So much so that it's allowed the Warriors to go into the ascendancy you in the terms of limelight and public perception, mm. um, which has been a wonderful story. It's the sort of story you'd expect Four Corners would have looked at, but haven't. <laughs> but anyway, nothing we can do about that. We don't work on the program. <laughs> now, changing the subject. Yes, was... Oh, to always change the subject, uh, Liam from Canberra wants to know is there any talk of a ceramic logo on the bottom of the Eels Pool?
1: Not yet. Well, I haven't sure... heard anything I, about I, the I... Eels Pool, about the ceramics there. See, what worried me was the 50 metre pool. I've got to be honest here, I yeah. made that item up. Oh, okay. You know, as you do, you know, you <laughs> think, well, they. Mm. They don't have a fifty metre well, pool. I would. Yeah, yeah, they would. They got to have a pool. Yeah. But you know, this would not going to
2: be Olympic size, eight lanes, all of that. All of that. It would oh, It's got
1: to be. be. you has got to be. You know. you've yeah. got to be. Yeah. Uh, you know, a pool. Well, it'd have Two lane pool. Significant
2: pools, ceramic it. at the bottom of it. it there would. So, so they there's plenty of
1: room it. for the logo. Yeah. yeah. But that could be a point of difference. Come That's to true. the Tigers, mm. where we have a logo on the bottom of the pool. Yeah. Why go and play at Parramatta when you've got. The logo at the bottom of the pool reminding me all the time when you're swimming, while you're doing your swimming, yeah. of who you're playing for. That's right. Where I was going to go unless you've got other things yeah. there on the... Oh,
2: uh, some of those would uh, the, P- the Parramatta Eel Centre of Excellence include a, a Peter Wynn score? Oh, would have to. Have to,
1: wouldn't Have it? to, yeah. I, I mean, I don't want to put... Peter's probably got tonnes of work to do, just yes. get an whole thing going. i
2: might be no big ask to put a small outlet somewhere near the pool...
1: A hole in the wall yes. outlet, yes. Because let's face it, you'd only be selling paramedic gear. Well, of course, yeah,
2: yeah, fair enough. And there's some, some sickos that arrive that want want to get the new manly kid. <laughs>
1: well, they would be sickos. <laughs> now, look, just coming to the World Cup. Mm. Now, this is a development that could have been happened any time, say, since the invention of one day cricket. Mm. That is the umpires. Track record or recent record nice. be put up at the start of play and left there while the play's underway. Right. Uh, meaning that, yeah, you know, let's yeah. say the it was my name's Mister Thring yeah. and I'm officiating here. Well, I, yeah. I have a bias towards giving LBW. Hmm. I've got plenty of in the last you know six matches. I've given out eighty catches or whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. So as people then. Yes, yeah. the players have an idea what they should be mindful of? I'm not sure what Warner But suggesting. the players would be mindful already. Yeah, they'd they? know. You and know
2: when someone's a, uh, you know, a, an LBW specialist. Merchant. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay, so this goes, having been, in his view, this is uh, according to the... Uh, this uh, is Warner talking. Warner talking. Yeah. The victim of a miscarriage of justice, Warner says he wants to see greater accountability from on and off-field umpires, even to the extent of displaying their accuracy ratings on scoreboard screens. The implication is here that right. umpires cheat. Yeah. Umpires have it in But I thought him.
2: the DRS in the Warner case showed that the ball was hitting the leg stump and
1: he was out in LBW. <laughs> was he claiming that... Never mind that. Right. That, you, you know, forget the facts. Oh, forget facts. <laughs> oh, fair enough. I mean, that is the modern world, isn't it? It's it's exactly. Just, we, we just so ignore facts. It's a complicated thing, uh, that he was hit on the back leg, wasn't he? Yeah. And uh, he But there's claims-
2: no law that says, oh, if it's on the back leg, you're not out. Well... <laughs> Unless you're a back leg not
1: out specialist. <laughs> <laughs> he says, uh, if I read this correctly, um, normally, he says, normally when when something hits me on the leg on the outside, I know it's pretty much going down the leg. Yeah. I asked Joel when I was out there, and why did he give it out? He said the ball was swinging back... Can I just point out, he seems to suggest that if he's ever hit on the back leg, he's yeah. not out. He's not out, pro- yeah. of your That's Warner's thing. position. Warner's yeah. position, yeah. But
2: then again, most batsmen hit them on the pads, they're going to say, "Oh, I'm not out. out, yeah,
1: boy. It's just instinct. It's instance. so fantastic. It's just, yeah, yeah. You know. yeah. it
2: comes with a tooth. Yeah.
1: No Never have I seen
2: a player put his hand up and say, no, nah, fair go, go. Yeah. I was out.
1: Yeah. Plum. I was plum. <laughs> From my perspective, the replay, it wasn't. When you see it on replay, it, how it unfolded, you get a bit annoyed. But the problem is here is umpires are in charge of the game. It Never mind what you think or what you think in or out. Yeah. You can't umpire and bat at the same time no. as far as I'm concerned. No, that's right. So this is a – I've never heard of this before and this should be nipped in the bud. Yes. The umpires are either in charge of the game or they're not. That's right. Now, what happens is... either
2: you t- accept them or you don't? Thanks. And if you don't
0: accept them, don't pad up. <laughs> After a man-of-the-match origin clash, hobble back to the rooms, shout to the trainer, Maestro Me Buddy! And listen to the soothing sounds of bludging on the blind side.
1: bludging on the blind side. Just going back to this uh, Dave Warner suggestion, mm-hmm. uh, he says player stats go up on the board as you walk out when they announce the umpires. I'd love to see their stats come up on the board as well. The NRL does it. Uh, I think, I'm not sure what the NRL does. No. As in, you know, for uh, They Andrew might name G.
2: the umpire, but they don't That's name how many dud decisions he, he or
1: she's made. They don't. I think the NFL does it. It's Mind great. you, it's not it's, a bad idea, is it? No, it's, well, it's send-offs. Yeah you know, how they interpret it, high shots. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> great thing for the spectators. Four passes missed. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> now, Warner said his comments were not aimed at any particular umpires. Find mm, mm, sure. that, hard do imagine. Rather, he thought umpires-like players should be answerable for their performances. But is that true? Is that true? don't umpires officiate to their best of their ability and you as a player, this is what you're taught at schools is you have to like it or lump it. Yeah. I had to give the game away because of the uncertainty of umpiring decisions. So I just couldn't bear it no, no. you just you know you' being a wicketkeeper you get a snick and you think yeah. that's out but no one to give it out. Yeah. So you think well you know well, I've got why, two do exactly. yeah. why do I bother? Exactly. why do I bother? Now there has to be some accountability if you get a decision wrong just accept it and apologize players aren't going to bite your head off. Is that right mm. they got the bat. I'd be careful of that. Yeah. Umpires't you know they're not going to if you ask them a question they're generally pretty honest. you see it with the, the bunker in the NRL. Well, yeah well don't get us started on the bunker about how difficult it is to get a good decision out of them. you get absolute stinkers and the umpires don't umpire the next game, so they get dropped mm. I pride myself on my fitness, keep taking the Mickey out of a lot of guys out there I'm still et cetera It et cetera, yeah, goes yeah, just yeah, away yeah. from that sure. central theme yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure that I. Well, I, I think it'll be
2: a real mistake. The thing is, we've got to encourage people to become umpires, not make the job more difficult.
1: Exactly, yeah. exactly. You know, and you know, soon they're going to want to dress us up because there. it is
2: often a thankless task.
1: A totally thankless task. They want to dress up World there. You World
2: Cup, the World Cup. Nobody thinks about the poor old umpire. They hardly get thanked hardly at all. Get... Do they get a medal?
1: They... Sometimes they do. Well, the thing is, as you point out, you know mm. the the umpire is not meant to there to somehow. Uh you know, discuss with the player whether hitting it on the back pad was they yeah, to make a decision they they're, are. They're, it's a lost art in our society it He's is making
2: a decision it is it is, which makes me wonder about the role of umpires you know going to Vegas who are we going to take well and, and who and how much do we play them up? I mean, do they get their own show
1: in one of the casinos um, and the bunker where's the bunker located yes. Is the bunker located there or here i don't know. I don't you know, know if they've looked at that,
2: and and do we explain the bunker to the people in Vegas or not, or is it just too hard? <laughs> you know, it's a bit like forty twenty. Do we just sort of glide over it? Oh, I don't worry, has gone to the bunker. I mean,
1: bunker. Oh. Well, it's going to be
2: hard enough. Change, getting, the, change the topic, then. Do, you know. It's
1: going to be hard enough because they they're used to uh, a much. Oh, I was going to say higher standard umpire. And that may be a bit unfair, mm. but in the NFL, they're, yes. very, they're quite strict in their umpire. Oh, very. Yeah, you know, flags on play. Yes, I mean we have a look at that when the play stops. That's all this right. sort of stuff. You no, know, grabbed his face mask and he got right. all gestures and all this sort of stuff. They examine they it th- to the
2: to the last millimeter. Yes, that's they? right. Yeah, because so I- they're used to that sort of investigation.
1: Exactly, forensic,
2: forensic investigation.
1: Inge- investigation. Well, yes, I suppose exactly.
2: that's the way we take it. We've got a bunker and they 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 forensically. You know, examine Everybody. the decision made on ground to confirm or change the result. I suppose they would do it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's the ground announcer beforehand. I suppose People may be... Well, maybe, yeah. well you if know. you're going on a show, a talk show,
2: yeah, well, you I get the hear, umpires yeah. out, you know. Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe half a dozen umpires come out and the Jimmy Fallon show or whatever it is. Yeah, what do you guys do? Well, we're umpires. Mm. And what do you do? Well, we umpire rugby league. Oh. oh. Rugby league. Is it hard? Yeah, is it hard? Well... It's only one of you. Do we've got it, two isn't it? of them here in the bunker. Hey, What's the bunker? Yeah, exactly. We forensically... Exactly. Exam- <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I suppose they'd get it. I... <laughs> Common question. Are rugby league players good drivers... Statistically, you are 8.7% safer in a vehicle being driven by a registered rugby league player. This is bludging on the Blind Side. Uh, yes, now,
1: I'm still uncertain. This is a brand new topic here. Yeah. Trigger warning. I'm still uncertain what's happened with the coaching of the New South Wales Blues. Madge has agreed to do it, but not doing it. Well, we don't in...
2: know if he's agreed to do it. Okay. So we, we don't know if he's actually been approached.
1: No. Okay. So here is an article from maybe a week or so ago. Yeah. The first thing Michael Maguire should do in his new gig as New South Wales coach is go back 15 years and study what went wrong for Craig Bellamy when he was in charge of the Blues. Wow. <clears throat> okay. Well, that's now, interesting. Uh, Bellamy says, even admitted as much, he, he said he was, the knock on Bellamy during the three years in charge of the Blues is between 2008... And twenty ten mm-hmm. was he that he tried too hard to turn New South Wales origin team into a storm and it badly backfired badly.
2: Ah. He put yeah. tried to put in storm structures. I and mean, you don't have enough time. You don't. I mean,
1: yeah. Bellamy even admitted as much in luncheon a few years back that if he had his time over again, he would do things differently. Yep. He said, it took me a series to understand what Origin was about. Right. It's different. I probably coached the Origin too much like a club side. If I did that again, I would not be as technical and tactical yep. as I was. Right. Origin is not like rugby league. It's like another code. Oh, that's That's interesting. It is. So this is a fascinating article. Yes. Item. Now, this has worried me as well. After realising Brad Fittler's coaching shortcomings, this is the, uh, you know, obviously the people in charge of New South Wales Rugby League. It was wise not to gamble on inexperience again. So they want experienced people as yeah. coaches but instead go for a replacement with a proven success as an NRL head coach. Mm. You don't have to think too hard to realise where Fittler had got it so wrong over the last few years. Now, this is a bit of a surprise to me yeah. because after he's gone, there people are dancing on his grave, so to speak. Mm. While he had an origin experience as a player, he really let himself down at the selection table yeah, with right. some of his bizarre choices, according to the Murdoch press. Right. Uh, they cite Tavita Pangai Jr. as bizarre. Right. Now, that was only made worse by the constant swapping and changing. Add to that some of his mind-boggling tactical decisions, you don't need to think back further than any of the... Or oh, than the call to select Damien Cook as his backup hooker, only to send him out to play in the centres after right. an early injury to Tom Travoyevich in Game Two this year. That's true. Maguire surely won't make the same tactical blunders on that front. No, no. And, and a big part of winning Origin is determined at the selection table. Sure. What do you think about that?
2: Well, those well I think that all of that's true. But the thing is, that Freddie made that mistake, sure. But that sort of thinking stopped once he had someone with a clipboard two seats behind him. Cleary. I mean, that Cook decision wouldn't have been made had Cleary been there.
1: Look, I, I think the and remember so –
2: whoever coming. I mean, if it's Madge, great. But I think Cleary's got to be two seats behind him with a clipboard. And ball.
1: remember, of course, you've got uh, – there's some suggestion that the Oracle, you know, Gould may be involved. Yeah, well, and, Gould would be involved and, somehow. And then I'm not I'm not ruling out um, Freddie yes. taking the last row in the coach's box. Oh, really? Yeah, you know, okay. just as a sort of like, you know, maybe a, with a bit of an insight into yeah. players that yeah. Madge might not have picked sure. up. Sure.
2: But, but you'd have to imagine, let's say Madge has been approached and that article is correct and he's, Madge has said even though he's, you know, playing his cards close to the chest, Eddie Jones style at the moment, he's our man yeah, and he's going to be relieved of duties with the Warriors and with the Raiders, et cetera, et cetera, and freed up for that window of opportunity to weave his magic. Let's assume that's going to happen. That's all great. Mm-hmm. Now, the first thing Madge should do is reach out to Bellamy, shouldn't he? And, uh, well, Have a chat to
1: and and say would Bellamy be willing to talk to Madge? I think he would. Now, this is the thing is that what we've got to look for is that origin isn't rugby league. Now that's a no. like breath of fresh
2: air in It terms is of thinking. It is. And it's how obviously that understand you look at it. I mean we've always wondered what's the difference between State yeah. of Origin and Rugby League. Well, they're not. They're not. They're nothing, nothing the, the same. same. Yeah,
1: that's right. It's a different game. It is, and and I've got to say, But the Queenslanders have already understood... exactly they've never for understood years. They've been ahead of the game for years, years. For years. since nineteen eighty. Yeah. Now, with that insight uh, as a final thought, mm-hmm. uh, the podcast will be up. In a few minutes' time, and you can relieve the last two hours of your life. Yeah, uh, maybe you've been out gardening. Well, you can continue gardening by re-listening to the podcast. That's right. uh, next week's our final show for uh, twenty twenty-three, and we're already halfway through twenty twenty-four with our thoughts on unleashed. See you then for the final show this year. Bye bye, bludgers.